Michael Waits Media. <laughs> Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to the Wolfcast. And actually, I would have to say welcome back to our last recording for 2021. I cannot believe it's the end of this year. Anyway, we are happy to have Rahul Makija. Did I get that right, Rahul? Yeah, that's correct. Good. Hey, I was nervous there for a second. Rahul is a co-founder and the CTO of Esto Internet. How are you, by the way? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very happy that it's the end of the year. Let's just put it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, a start of a new year, you know, new resolutions, new new tasks, new new life. I feel like 2020, and I was talking to somebody about this today, I feel like 2020 in a way like didn't happen. You know, because you were in your house, you were locked down, at least at some point. I know in Thailand we were. And because every day kind of seemed to be the same, not in a good way, but in a bad way, I feel like 2020 didn't occur. So it's hard for me to get a frame of reference for like where 2021 was. And I think, I think we came into 2021 thinking, thank God 20's over. This one's going to be better. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you look at the, uh, you know, uh, the wider angle, uh, that's true. Most of the people were kept inside their homes, no work to do, you know, nothing, just watching TV and maybe eating stuff and getting uh, inflated. Yeah. <laughs> but for us, yeah, for us, we are basically part of essential services since everyone was working from home. So we had to be at Good work point. so that everyone could work. So for us, it was quite challenging at times because there were curfews in, in some places. There were, of course, lockdown was all across the country. Uh, but we had to go to work. Uh, our field teams were there to support the clients and back-end offices, some were working from home, some had to go to, you know, uh, their workplaces. Uh, the customer support team, which is supposed to be available 24-7, right. they had to be there for, for the customers because before COVID, internet was not that much, you know, a necessity for everyone. But with the lockdown and work from home culture, internet is more of a, you know, essential part of their life now. Did you see load changes? You know what I mean? Did you see spikes? Like, I don't want to say like on March 20th or March 30th, you just saw things go like from here to here, <laughs> right? If people could see me, I'm raising my finger up in the air and kind of yeah, stepping yeah. it higher. But over time, did you see like a surge and then a maintenance of that level? Yeah, internet consumption have surely increased. And uh, in India, uh, OTT have boomed quite, you know, rapidly in in last couple of years. What does that mean? What does OTT mean? OTT, the uh, over the top platforms, Go ahead. Uh, the the video platforms like Netflix, and a number of uh, domestic platforms have emerged in India, like Z5 from Z Group, uh, Hotstar from Disney. There are n number of applications that are streaming uh, video content. So right. video uh, is the most bandwidth consuming content over, over the internet. So with the surge in OTD platforms and the video consumption over internet, uh, yes, of course, internet bandwidth consumptions have surged. Uh, the revenues have dropped, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> but why is that? In other words, did, did it require a CapEx investment for a company like Esto? Yeah, of course, capex. It's it's a basically a capex intensive uh, industry. Uh, for every you know, for every 
new customer we acquire the break even is at least in 2 to 3 years is it really yes it is and do you like how does this work do you anticipate new customers coming online and then pre buy equipment or do you wait until it's like the system's a little bit overwhelmed and then say okay we have to have like 10 more installations of whatever it is that's running the back end here yeah we we do have trends right we know tentatives of these many numbers of connections we get every new month so we keep the inventory with us for you know the at least for a couple of months the ONUs the optical fiber cable and whatever the equipments or the installation material is required so we keep the inventory for two months three months maybe okay ahead of time i want to back up a little bit mhm because we've kind of jumped in and i before we jump in more i want to get a little bit of your background <laughs> so people have an understanding for context and then i want to talk about how um esto got started but first let's get a little bit of your background okay so uh i am a self-learned network engineer and a web application developer really so yes uh, everything is self-learned because uh, if you talk about my academics my school college so i never went to a college and for schooling i i uh, did my high school only my matric and that's quite interesting because uh, i still remember the day uh, uh, when uh, my you know in india we have a, a vacation period after after your final exams of the high school i don't know i don't know if it is all around the world but in in india at least it is so uh, i still remember the day after my exams i cleared my high school exams and i was uh, it was 2001 uh, when i cleared my high school on those in those days mobile phone was quite new in india so i asked my mother i lost my father when i was 10 i'm sorry and i asked my mother she uh, i want to buy this mobile phone i still remember the nokia 3315 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. do you remember the so, ringtone Yes, I do. <laughs> Everybody remembers the ringtone. Go ahead. Yeah, in fact, I I kept the Nokia ringtone on my iPhone last so year for, for for a few months. So, did I. so uh yeah, so uh, uh this was the day I I asked my mother like I need a mobile phone. And uh, because we were not, you know, uh, so well to do family, yeah. we were not so wealthy uh, that could afford an iPhone for a, for a kid in the family so the answer from my mother was like uh, you can buy it when you start earning for yourself so i said all right then i'm going to work today so no more school no more education and did you and really go, yes I what did your mom say uh, she was not very happy of course but <laughs> but yes that that that's that's how i started you know uh, my uh, work life and what did you do so, what did you do at first what was your first work okay so first uh, my first uh, job was at a it services company who used to sell assemble and service computers got it for clients i joined them as an assistant to uh, the field technician who used to visit uh, clients and i joined as his assistant in 2001 so had you been like messing around with computers before that you know what i mean like were you this kind of kid that like bought sound cards and bought the encasement and 
bought the chips and bought the motherboard and then built it. Not computers exactly, uh, because I didn't had access to that uh, to the computers. Okay. But every other electronics we had in our house, uh, from radio to television to refrigerator, I had unscrewed each one of them <laughs> in my childhood. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that the interest was already there. Cool. In fact, I also you know. Uh, the first job offer i had from from someone i'd known uh, was into the fmcg industry i guess it was the leher uh, which was offering but uh, my elder brother who is the co-founder of esto he suggested me to get into computers because he knew my interest i was already interested in electronics so he suggested that you better go to computers rather than fmcg so i i joined uh, an, an id company and so that's how it all started uh, my brother also got into this uh, computers he was into the textiles my family business my father did my uncles everyone uh, is into textile industry till date because uh, i my i'm born and brought up of panipat uh, panipat is a city known for textiles okay it's an export hub in panipat even today exports you know to europe and americas and, and everywhere to most of the world it, it's it's export hub which part of india is it in if i look at it like from above it, is it okay it's in north india uh, around uh, 90 kilometers from delhi uh, it, it lies uh, it's it's in the north northern edge of the ncr national capital region i understand so panipat is the last district of ncr uh, northwards so when you can i ask you this though when you were working at this it company you're still young right you're 17 18 years old at the most your brother had told you to get into it yes. did did you make like this purposeful decision like I'm going to work here but I'm not going to work here for the rest of my life so I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I got your point. See, I am uh, I believe in continuous learning, lifelong learning. If yeah. so I had a cover picture on my Facebook, you know, uh, if you're not doing you're dying. <laughs> and 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 I had it for at least 2 3 years. So uh that's what I believe in. So I have been learning and as as a as a already told I, I am a self learner. Yeah. So I learned computers, I learned uh, networking, networks, I learned programming and built softwares and you know everything and and even today I'm learning and uh, you know uh, deploying what I learned implementing uh, to the use what i have learned so but, but net like networking is not simple it's not uncomplicated it's quite complicated <laughs> yeah i want to make the point it's very yeah. complex actually yeah. yeah i i i even even we uh, actually we discuss it quite a like quite a few times already that i i i remember when i was an id engineer the hardware who used to repair computers right at that time for me uh, networking computer networking was a, you know a big deal so uh, in in our group like in in the industry we know each other right so in, in the industry when if someone knew how to network computers it was you know it he was quite a senior person for us sure. and 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 networking uh, like what networking what level of networking it was they'll they'll put a, a few computers on on a desk say five seven computers and connect all of them with a switch configure the ip address and that's it so uh, today i'm saying that's it but but back then it was quite a big deal for me It was a gigantic deal for me as well. When I was at Morgan Stanley in Tokyo, I remember 
all of our computers were not connected. As a matter of fact, they weren't even connected. They weren't even connected to the internet when I first got there because in 1990, like that kind of didn't really exist. Yeah. And when they started putting in, was it local LANs, right? Like local area right. network. Right. Yes. I remember right. thinking, wait a second, I can send a file to somebody like on the eighth floor without giving them a floppy disk or putting it in a Bernoulli box. Like, this is really transformational stuff. Like, you're probably a little too young to remember that kind of thing. But no, if you I, think about the net, just the networking alone, I remember when it happened at work. And it changed mm -hmm. everything. And, I, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, you said if, if a guy or a gal knew how to network, they were already senior. I remember this. I can still see the look on this woman's face who came to me and said, we want you to help us test the wide area network. We're going to install a WAN. Right? And I think it was mm -hmm. a token ring, if I remember correctly, the terminology. And it's going to go to London as well. And I'm like, wait a second, you're telling me. I can just put a file somewhere and somebody in London can get to it? Okay, I need to talk to the person in charge. I was blown away by this. Yeah, so uh, I just, you know, recall this incident. Uh, there are a few things in life, you know, you never forget. Yeah. So uh, I also joined, you know, to learn hardware repairs for a couple of months. My teacher and his brother was, uh, you know, he used to go to an institute to teach how to use the internet. Right. I, I still remember the day I asked him, he was just, I reached their premise and he was leaving for his, his institute. And I, I, I asked him, uh, it was in Hindi, like, uh, internet which means, uh, will you teach me internet? So, <laughs> so the question was so innocent. Uh, you know, uh, I still cannot, you know, forget that that moment it's it's just stuck into my mind and and still uh, you know even today i i laugh laugh at myself how i asked him but it's such a great question isn't internet. it because it's so innocent will you teach me internet yeah <laughs> yeah i got a little bit of a chill just thinking about it because it's almost like will you teach me life you're like yeah i can but it's gonna take more than a few minutes kind of thing <laughs> Right. Correct. So, uh, and today, today I laugh at myself, and you know where I am today from 2001 to 2021. Over these two decade, decades, a lot of a lot of things have changed. Life have changed drastically. I have learned a lot. I have teached a lot, and you know, programming, software programming, networking. I don't have words. You know. <laughs> Do you remember the step changes? And here's why I'm asking. You know, I talked about LANs, I talked about WANs, but mm -hmm. you're running like an internet connectivity company. You can call it an, an internet server, an ISP, right? An internet service provider. Right. The connectivity is so endemic in everybody's life. It's just there. But, you know, at the beginning, there's like one machine, let's say. I'm simplifying a little bit. Mm -hmm. You've got 100 connections to it. And that's yeah. kind of neat. And maybe it's dial-up or maybe it's like slow broadband, right? Mm-hmm. And we, you talked about how this being a capex intensive business. It has to be right because at some point that just becomes obsolete, and you know people want more. Do you remember right. these kind of step changes where you're like, okay, I think we need now new equipment because you've done this for twenty years, you said, or at least you've been in the IT industry, the tech industry for twenty years. Do you yeah. remember those step changes, and are they accelerating now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. See, uh, there are times for every technology. So there were times for dial-ups, 
when we used to uh, in fact when i entered the industry the it industry as a hardware engineer that was the time frame in india when dial ups were at peak so we we used to visit you know at least two three four households or offices to configure a dial up connection you'll plug in a rg11 telephone line into into an rg11 connector in, yeah. in, into your computer right. and the dial up you it will start by ting, ting, ting. yeah it would make those beeping <laughs> sounds right right so uh, from it it has on its own time then then we moved on to fixed wireless and that's when we actually started you know uh, our isp business okay it was in 2007 when we started and we started with fixed wireless the point to point or point to multi point connectivity is where you install a sector antenna uh, which is used in a point to multi point okay we used to have a mast uh, a tarp sort of a thing uh, and install a sector antenna over it which which will throw the signals for you know 2 uh, 3 4 kilometers and we can serve clients within that uh you know radius what kind of machines were you running or there's what were the servers that were running and what were the routers that you were running do you remember when you first started yeah i started with a uh, uh, telendis router it was a even router okay uh, so which is 2 mbps uh, like it's t1 in us it's even in in uh, india so even is 1.5 i guess mbps and even is 2 mbps so it was our bulk bandwidth which we purchased from atelco <laughs> and we used to sell connections for you know 32 kbps 64 kbps so you you actually regulated it you you slowed yes, it down yes, yes we did uh, 64 kbps was a huge deal At, at that time i remember i had an isdn line with 264 with 264k channels on it and mm. it was blazing fast at the time right i remember it was a yeah. big deal to have two channels yeah yeah content in fact the content was not that heavy at that time not really so so 64 or 128 kbps was more than sufficient for yeah it was super fast at that time yeah with the time everything changes the content changed the technologies changed you know heavy images videos graphics even css or js files are that too heavy today right right so you need at least 4 5 6 mbps to at least browse the internet what would you say is the average speed today and and you're based where are you based right now i am in chandigarh okay and north of delhi yeah i understand and like what's the average speed that your clients get when they use your isp do you think Okay I am going to reveal something today okay. <laughs> so uh, something uh, see plans on offer are like 50 mbps 100 mbps 200 300 mbps right uh, we are offering maximum 300 mbps but there are players in few pockets of india that are offering up to a gig a gig 1 gbps of speed but that kind of speed i don't think is of any use to anyone Yeah, no, I agree with you. You can say we've got gigabit internet, Ethernet, but yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah, that's that's useless. Even two hundred or three hundred Mbps. If you ask me, practically, even at my home, if you give me like you know twenty, thirty megabits per second, that's stable though, right? Sufficient. Yeah, yeah, stable. Of course, it's got to be stable. Yeah, that's more than sufficient for any kind of application for any kind of household. For any kind of household, yeah. But so for me, remember, I upload video, I upload audio. So these files can be themselves can be 100 megabytes each, right? So they're big and sometimes they can be get 1 gigabyte files. So I normally I don't want to go below 
megabits per second for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And also I'm sending files like all over the world. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I said uh, per household. Yeah. If, if you are using it as a home office, <laughs> really, then, then, then things are different. Right. If you're using it in the office, yeah. the applications change. So for a normal household where most of the time it's video streaming, WhatsApp, right. Facebook, Netflix. Twitter, you know, Netflix, 20, 30 Mbps, because see all of these content providers bandwidth costs them you know, they pay way more for bandwidth than you and I do. So they really? try to save bandwidth as much as they can. So they work on, you know, compressing the content, codecs, changing codecs or transcoding the video content or whatnot. I guess for a household, 20-30 mix is sufficient. I understand. But how does yeah. this work? And and I and I tell you the average consumption for for every every connection. So I'll, I'll presume it's per household because no household will buy you know two, three different connections for three members. Right. So uh, per household, average bandwidth consumption is around not not more than three Mbps. Really? Yes. So there there are bursts, right? There are bursts. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Anyone, you know, uh, say, for example, if if 1000 customers are online and uh, all of them are using Internet, my total bandwidth consumption will not exceed three gigs. As a company. Yes. That's fascinating. Yes, th th that's the you know, that's a fact. See, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Whenever you are running a, a bandwidth intensive task, maybe you are downloading something, right. a heavy file, when you are uploading a heavy file, or you are running a speed test just like that, just to test your connectivity. Yes. Not everyone is using that much bandwidth at that time. Right, right, right. I do see bandwidth spikes here, right? So sometimes at night, let's say between like seven and nine o'clock at night, if mm -hmm. I just do fast.com, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. Netflix has yeah. this service to yeah, measure right. internet speeds. Right. It's much slower than if I do it at like three o'clock in the afternoon because none of the kids are like on the internet watching Netflix or whatever it is. I think I don't know. Yeah, that may be your upstream provider is having a bandwidth crunch. We usually don't <laughs> have that sort of a crunch because we have ample bandwidth available, you know, in the in the back end. So, are you a national yeah. company? Are you a regional company? No, we we are a national. We see basically there are three categories of uh, ISPs in India. That's how uh, the licenses are allocated. Okay. Uh, there is a class C license, which is uh, per district level. You are allowed to operate within one district. Uh, that's where that's how we started back in two thousand seven. Actually, we acquired the license in two thousand nine. Before that, we were doing you know. Uh, on someone else's license. Right, right, right. So uh, in 2009, we started with our own license for class C. Then there is class B license, which is al which allows you to operate across a state, any particular state. Then there is class A license, which allows you to operate across the country. Today, we are a class A ISP. So we are allowed to operate across India. And how would you characterize like the state of the ISP business in India? How many class A operators are there? There are a few, um, at least 10, 15. Okay. Yeah. But not all of them are op operating in each and every region of India. So India is quite, you know, quite a, quite a huge country. Not huge as Russia, but 
but it is it's huge though <laughs> yeah it is a group of you know different ethnicities and a, a lot of factors are in here yeah so uh, not everyone is operating across the country every not even everyone is trying to operate across the country at least we are trying to we are working towards you know uh, spreading as much as we can depending on the availability of uh, you know resources funds and time uh, but not everyone is even with all of the class aisps they all are not even trying to you know they are happy uh, operating where they are operating right now do you see regional differences in usage do you know what i mean no the content might be different yeah the content might be yeah the content is different because there are you know well there are cultural uh, language differences cultural, everywhere like india is regional languages yeah, yeah right so uh, the content is different but consumption patterns are almost similar pretty much the same are the regulations different from state to state right in the united no, states we have no. 50 states some of the states have different regs for different types of services but in india it's the same it's national no no it's 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 nationally same because because telecom is uh, you know handled by the central government the federal government as you say it in us yeah so the regulations are same for for each and every state states have no involvement in you know telecom regulations how big is esto okay <laughs> i'm just curious here's why i'm asking here's why i'm asking <laughs> let me give it some context you said when you graduated from high school you went to your mom and you said I need a mobile phone. Yeah. And your mother said when you start working, you can get one. Right. And I'm sure that at some level, you know, if your family was anything like my family, not going to college was something that was kind of maybe disappointing for your mom. It's just like, "Oh no, what's this kid going to be?" kind of thing. Yeah, right. Right? So that I and I know what that feeling's like. So now I'm curious how big it is because I want to know if you're in a position to buy your mom an iPhone. is kind of the question i have <laughs> okay i i bought my mom an iphone uh, a new iphone this year only What'd on an iphone 13 launch <laughs> and uh, she is all she has already been using an iphone for at least 3 4 years now right and that was her choice and i've been using an iphone for last 8 9 years is she proud of and, you and your yeah, brother of course she is of course she is and uh, So uh, if I tell you in 2001 uh I also you know worked for a few other companies here and there for a few like 4 5 6 months uh for for example I worked at an and uh, a finance company which was a you know a franchisee they were selling uh, insurances for a particular bank Okay. Sorry, in, not not insurances. Uh, the finances, the two wheeler loans and and motor motor loans, basically. Got it. Four wheeler or two wheeler loans. So I used to have a bicycle back then, uh, which got stolen uh, no. from outside of a showroom where I was, you know, uh, doing doing my duty. So, and uh, recently, this 2021, I recently bought an an uh, a new car for myself. That answers my question. But I'm telling this is uh, when I lost my bicycle, I couldn't, you know, afford to buy a new one. I understand. In, in 2001. Yeah. So that's how we have progressed. You know, that's how the life has changed uh, from 2001 to to 2021. Good for you. So from from not, uh, you know, not able to buying a bicycle to buying two 
SUVs. It's hard work in, though, yeah. In, in yes, it is. So we have worked quite hard. I, I you know, uh, it's, it's. I'm not trying to praise myself. No, 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 it's not that at but, all. But, but that's the reality, that's the truth. Yeah, that's so just if, the, if that's just a way hard, of you, indicating how that works, right? I'm yeah, curious yeah. how you handle outages. And again, I'll tell you why. So I sit in something called True Digital Park. True is a phone company. They're a telco. They have their own ISP and they have their own internet service, right? And mm -hmm. I use their connectivity. And some days, even inside like the flagship fancy building that one of the biggest ISP providers in Thailand has, and I told you, my, my speeds are 400 megabits up and down. Okay. Right? So, you know, it's good. It's really good, actually. But every now and then it goes out. I don't know okay. what causes it. I'm sure there are outages, but how do you handle them? Do you know what I mean? Is it like an all hands on deck thing? I'm really curious like how that works. And, and remember, I used to manage a floor of like 120 Unix machines. So I handled mm -hmm. the connectivity from the traders that were coming, that had connectivity from home into the office. And if there was a mm -hmm. problem, it didn't matter if it was 11 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night, I had to go into the office and fix this thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I know what that's like. What is it like from your perspective? Okay, so uh, outages are, of course, very critical. And as we have already discussed, internet is way more useful or people are way more dependent on internet uh, these days than, we, than, than they used to be right. in, in, back in the day. Handling outages is quite a tough, tough task, you know. Uh, of course, there are support teams, tech support teams right. who, who handle customer calls. But other than that, we uh, we put monitoring systems in place to minimize the outages. Then there are a few uh, automated solutions, you know, failover solutions, which can hide the outage from the customer's point. Redundancies. Won't, won't, yeah, redundancies. Because the customer won't realize uh, an outage is there because fall failover will take place automatically. Right. Other than that, there are, of course, there are critical outages where the customer is affected and we have to convince the client, you know, to bear with us for the time being, you know, that's all you can do while the respective teams are, you know, at work to restore the services. And we have to uh, have teams available 24-7 for for the support. As, as I mentioned, even during the lockdown and COVID, we had to be there for our customers and we did. If the government as a, at a national level, right, is committed to getting connectivity, and I said if, yeah, getting connectivity to everybody, right, because it's kind of a life-changing thing, and you said this earlier, the pandemic kind of proved to all of us that it's an essential service. Right. It just right. is. Being connected matters. It's not like just having TV or just being fun. It, like, runs your insurance. It runs your, you know, everything is basically connected to the Internet at some level, and that's just going to accelerate, yeah? Right. From a regulatory standpoint, is does the government, or even from a subsidy standpoint, does the government encourage the wiring of the villages and the small towns as well? Yeah, government of India is doing projects in in this regard. There is a project named BBNL in which uh, the government is laying under this BBN pro BBNL project. They are laying fibers and leasing it out to the ISPs at at quite you know cheap prices so they are just you know uh, compensating or, or sharing the investments with the isps to increase the penetration to the villages yeah this is the so, what barat broadband network limited a government of india thing yeah yes 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 right 
Yeah, and this is the beauty of the internet. While you're talking, I can look it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> thanks to thanks to search engines, <laughs> but also thanks to connectivity, right? I mean, that's why it matters. Of course, of course. Of that's course. why it's an essential service. Yeah. Yeah. Search engines evolved because connectivity was there. Tell me what's coming, and then I'll let you go. Like, what's the new stuff that we can expect? Is it just faster speeds? What What is it? Yeah, for the timing, see, because as I as as we have discussed from dial up to from dial up, we switched to fixed wireless. From fixed wireless, we have switched to FTTH fiber to the home. Yep. And uh, I don't see anything faster than FTTH coming to you know anything faster than the optical fibers, because the data is already driving at this at the speed of light. So what do you expect? Yeah, more out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe you know something will some new technology will will evolve in in next decade. But for this twenties twenty twenties, I don't think anything new. Yes, we'll have uh, more speeds. Maybe because for for OLTs, if you know OLT, what is an OLT? OLT is optical line terminal, which is used to uh, you know terminate client connections in 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 an FTTH setup. Okay, so OLTs uh, earlier it was uh, they used to have one gig uplinks. Now they have ten gig uplinks, and and new ones coming with uh, coming are with the hundred gig uplinks. So uh, maybe on on that front we'll have we'll see some improvement. Maybe four hundred gig we'll see in for five years. Other than that, uh, or maybe we'll terminate ten G at each every customer's household. But the technology is, you know, basic fundamentals will will remain same. The FTTH, the fiber will be there. You know, like we switched from wireless to FTTH. I don't think there is anything that can replace fiber in at least in you know foreseeable future. I understand. Okay, look, I'm gonna let you go, Rahul Makija, a co-founder and CTO of Esther Internet. I learned a lot today, actually. It was great talking to you. I really appreciate it. Same here, same here.